Out From Work Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 135 of the show tonight. This is where we get to work, making work a passion, living creative full-time. This is your host, Dave Swillam, and I'm here tonight with some more guests coming from north, a little bit west of me from Montreal, northwest from Montreal, but still east side, all right? Still the east side of this whole North American deal that we got going on here, so we fit in just fine. So... Recently, I had the opportunity to be on these gentlemen's podcasts. Definitely felt like I could talk to them way past that podcast. Felt like I need to have them on mine. And then I don't know what we'll do after this, boys, to like keep talking. We'll have to have just like a non-podcast, not recording to just keep chatting because I'm just feeling it, you know? That's so. the danger with you, Dave, is that we, we get along so well, the three of us, is that I think we could probably talk for four days. We could do the 24-hour marathon and it wouldn't yeah. even feel like a marathon, right? It's not running. It's just like, yeah, we're I'm doing that. Stuff. I'm doing that soon. I'm going to be on the on a podcast charity event that is trying to break the Guinness World Record for the longest podcast in a row Holy of 38 wow. hours. That's a lot of coffee. Yeah. Got to go up to Dude, exactly, man. for that. When you start taking all these talking heads that the only thing they do is fucking talk all the time and you put them together and then guess what? You have gift of gab, man. Like right. you have yeah. it. People can talk. Yeah, I mean, I talk. can talk for hours and hours. It's my ass that's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. One yeah. of those, you know? Get a standing oh, desk, man. Come on. <laughs> Get with the times. We're different people now. Get a get a get a headpiece and go driving. And, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I just want to get oh, an man. outstanding desk. That's the only one I want. That's the only thing I need. <laughs> so for people that don't know, I didn't even straight up say their names yet. So sorry on that. But I've got <laughs> Tebow and Enzo from the Tebow Vision podcast uh, coming on here today. So we've got two musicians here, two people with a really cool story about how they reconnected and what they're up to now and what they were up to in the past. And then we've got a lot of different things that, that you have in your backgrounds that you're passionate about, which is a, a trend of this renaissance trend of people that are on the show. And so I love breaking apart all the different pieces of, I see like on the website, like cooking, fitness, saw you were a gamer, but then you like compose for games. And then it's like, you got Enzo who is mixing at home and has done things before where he's doing like manual audio with the actual engineering, I call it, like when he's cutting in things and putting them together and making things happen. So we've got a huge, huge mix of shit to talk about tonight. Thank you guys for being on my show. Anybody know what that is? Anybody know what that is? <laughs> Eight millimeters. Splicer. Oh my God. The real thing, man. Damn, man. <laughs> That's for video. That's for film. Wow, damn. I actually have an old video camera I found in my grandmother's because she just sold her place. (laughs) And I think it's eight millimeter. Yeah. It's it's an older that's that's film. That's the little cartridges of film, right? They're like real, real to real. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I don't know why I had it out. I was cleaning up and I just like (laughs) didn't I throw it? Just for the show, Dave. Just for you, man. It was completely all about. He it was literally it. sitting on my speaker like... Don't listen to that. I messaged him ahead of time. I said, oh, listen, okay. these are some things I want you to have on hand, please. Please. <laughs> Here's a list. <laughs> Love it. Very cool. You know? Thank you for having us on the show, by the way, Dave. This is really yeah, cool. Man. You, man. It's very awesome. much obliged. 
Much yeah. respect, bro. I'm glad to have it. So for people that don't know you folks or don't know your show yet, you want to kind of give people a little bit of context or background for like, who are Tebow and Enzo? Where are you coming from? And, and kind of like, what is this show about? Or where are we at now? You want to do it, Enzo? Or you want to give the elevator pitch? Well, no, man. It's Flip a uh, coin. Right? You started the show. Okay, come on. Well, I don't come know. On, right? All right. Well, listen, Vision. It's I'll give you the executive Tebow summary. All right. So <laughs> Enzo and I are both 50-year-old musician songwriters from Montreal. Around 136 years ago, we met as young men, decided, <laughs> let's start an originals band together. And like we discussed with you when you were on our show, we were talking about your foray into originals. When we were growing up, we didn't feel as though we had the, the sort of the luxury of lots of gigs to be able to go and secure as originals bands. Yeah. So we kind of had this little cocoon of our own that we created like a basement rehearsal studio where we did all of our bitching and complaining about life and sharing our problems and just, you know, coming together as, as a band and finding our sound and all of that stuff. It was kind of like a family thing more than anything else. We were were very, very tight. We were super close friends that we talked about everything together. We hung out three, four nights a week. And when we went our separate ways, fast forward to 30 years from now, Enzo and I have both been through a lot of stuff in our lives that we were kind of like completely just apart from each other. We hadn't talked for like almost 15, 20 years. That's a lot of time. You know, that's a lot of time for shit to go down too. It it was, and it was a big gap because we both really missed that about, you know, being able to relate to each other from such an early age. And so Enzo was the one that sort of, he was the catalyst. He says, Tebow, I'm coming out to your part of town. It's an hour and a half, but I'm driving out. We're going out to have a fucking beer. We're going to catch up. Yeah. And we're going to rekindle this friendship. And that's exactly what happened. That was around three years ago, before all the pandemic shit hit yeah. the fan. And so we decided, yeah, let's, let's try and earnestly figure out, do I still have a microphone? Or if my guitar <laughs> still has strings and all that kind of shit. And we said, fuck yeah. it. And now it's a completely different story. Now we're playing every day, sending each other tracks all the time. We still have our respective day lives and you know other things that are still there. But yeah. we are 100% full focused on making music realistically, you know, as much as possible, the biggest part of our lives that we can ever make it. And we're going for it hundred percent. So we That's help each awesome. other, you know, we, we have that old friendship to lean on as a foundation, but now it's like, we don't, we're too old to fucking put up with bullshit. So we don't have time for <laughs> the other thing. all the nonsense, <laughs> which is great because we cut through the chase, you know, <laughs> we just fucking go for it. And that's yeah. why we get, you know, the opportunity to meet great people like you, man. And we're just, we're looking around, you know, like the entire globe. We're not just looking at our fucking down the street or in the neighborhood that the haphazard people that are in our, in our local we're, scene, we're looking everywhere to see yeah. who else is out there doing what mm. we're doing. Yeah. Let's yeah. Talk. Let's yeah. fucking share. Let's help each other out. Let's fucking rise together. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's, yeah. That's yep. what it's all about. The, the, the other thing that Love happened, that. I mean, it's a, it's a pros and cons, good side, bad side, whatever is the pandemic, yeah. which gave Paul like the time to like, okay, what the hell do I want to do? And then yeah. come after <laughs> me and say, you're, you're coming with me. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> I'll jump in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast, it was, it was like, okay, well, we can always write music. We can release music. We're going to do that anyway. Yeah. What else can we do? What what would be interesting? And the podcast, I think, basically came from from that because originally it was like, who the hell wants to listen to somebody chirp for two hours in my ears? And I was like, podcast, no. Nah. And then well, he was, got me, you know, it was a good, it, it was a crazy. great opportunity because yeah. when Enzo decided to rekindle, and you know, we had missed so much of each other's lives, like we had to catch up, figure out, like, what the fuck, man, what have you been up to? <laughs> 
and Enzo shared some stuff like, wow, man, you, you're like much respect. You know, we're both completely different guys than when we stopped hanging out. I bet. And I bet. Before the pandemic, all of the, and before we had rekindled, I was sort of just questioning, like, you know, I've been so long in the same fucking job. I hadn't, I hadn't woken up from work yet. <laughs> and I was thinking, the fuck am I doing? This is ridiculous. I'm such a chameleon, like fucking faking it to make it. Yeah. And I tried, I had a, a three or four years or so foray into social media. And it was around that time when I'm realizing, like, I'm starting to get it. I was experimenting. You know how it is, right? You fucking try shit. You do what yeah. you think is supposed to be done. Yeah. The trends and all that. And this is all prior to TikTok. And then when Enzo and I reconnected, it was like, it, things started to sink in. I'm like, fuck yeah. I remember those things we used to talk about when we were young men. Like, fucking music is important. Fuck this <laughs> bullshit. Like, I'll do TikTok, but I'm not going to do what TikTok wants me to do. I'm going to do my shit on TikTok. Yeah. And my yeah. shit on YouTube. And then I'm like, Enzo, I'm dragging you down this fucking rabbit hole with me. And sure enough, we're on oh. fucking Twitch now. We're on YouTube and he's got his own Instagram accounts and all that like and it wasn't that it wasn't that way before. So no, I God. feel like this this guy made fucked get up his, his life account. for the for the better cause. He you know literally what I mean? talked yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he talked to me and the other one of the other members, our buddy Jim, he literally right. on the phone talking to us, go here. Install this, write this, join this. This is Facebook because I refuse, you know, we're like, oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. But yeah, and it was it was going and see him, going and see my other buddy Steve, the drummer in that band, and my my buddy Jim. It was it was re it wasn't to rekindle anything to do with the music. It was just there was such a tight bond friendship-wise. Yeah. That I lost my brothers. So I was like, I gotta fix all of this shit. It's been too long, you know? Totally. So we fixed that up. And then what happened was is I had those that this shit lying around. 15, 20 years in a basement. For those of you and, on the uh, podcast that are not yeah. seeing this, he's holding up an old CD literally marked with Sharpie that says there you go. Soul Mason's fucking guitar case story. For stories. you Zoomers that are already calling me an old man, it's called a fucking CD. <laughs> and it's what I used to have to tote around until my bands broke up and then I hid them in my attic and cried about how many I have left. That's what it is. Just right. so you know if you can't see on screen. That's hilarious. You know, I, I, to, to jump forward... I almost did it. When we released this, I go, I should make 50 copies or 100 copies mm. just to say I have it. And then I'm like, yeah. let it go. <laughs> let it go. Everything's digital. Maybe, maybe one day. So anyway, Dude. what happened is through- <laughs> That through shit hurts those, when you have to throw those CDs out. Yeah, exactly. If you, ha so if you buy a bulk load and then you you like break up before you actually sell them all, <laughs> some, whoever like is in a band, you know, like sometimes you buy merch for your tours. It's like, it is yeah. sad to throw it away. Like it took me like six or seven years after some bands to like, finally be like, bands not getting back together and fucking throw <laughs> that shit out. And I was like, damn, it hurt, man. It really hurt. So I feel right. that. Yeah. Because you put so much into it and, and yeah. Yeah. So what happened with us is we're, we're, we're all buddies. We're all talking, we're chatting, we're doing this. So I said, guys, I, I'm going to release that shit. So they're like, yeah, do whatever, to, you know, all three of them do whatever the fuck you want with it. Yeah. Yeah. But every once in a while, I, I you know, we guys listen to this. They're like, I can hear the, you know, like the ears would perk up and they're like, wait a second. That's like making a weird noise and your dog looks at you. Yeah. It's like making a weird noise and your dog's like, walk? No, I farted. Oh. So then, then another week could go and I give him, what do you guys think of this mix? And then this guy, try this, try this, try. The drummer had sold all his drums. Steve had given up music. We find out he's starting to build a drum set again. Like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm just, yeah. I'm just remixing old shit. We're not going on tour. What's happening? 
So, <laughs> and while this is happening, right? So Enzo is taking music that's 25 years old to us and he's making it like ready for today, as ready as possible. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he's talking about all of the things that he's doing in the process on, you know, we had a private Facebook group and he, we're just chatting online and shit. And we're having calls every week, you know, we're having, having beers blast. at night. And we're just talking about yeah. all times and catching up. I'm like, fuck, this is like, we can't go to the fucking studio anymore. You know, he's oh. got two kids. I've got two kids. This we're, one's got one. We're in literally college. like fucking everybody's an hour all and over the fucking map other, around yeah. Montreal and just yeah. like having fun catching up. But Enzo's mixing this stuff and he starts to, and he starts to fucking make it sound really fucking good. And we're like, Jesus Christ, man. So like he said, Steve, our drummer from that originals band back in the day, the soul Masons, who's yeah. actually the guy who started the band. Well, he, got he's together. the one who started the band. He's not a very social media guy, right? He's, yeah. he's, he's got other priorities right now, which is totally cool. And we respect him for that, but he's, yeah. Yeah. he's basically, he's listening to this as well. And like Enzo said, he sold his drums. And so on one of these drunken calls, all right, <laughs> they were in 2018 or 2019, it's just drunken calls. It's us having a fucking blast. Glory days. I would, say, I, would, glory days. I would risk to say that that's more than half the band yeah. practices in America. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. doesn't it come up where we're talking about, well, hey, Tebow, he likes to play drums. And Steve, I don't know how it happened. What was the, yeah. how did it I come out? It just, I don't know. We have for to some, ask him. He just fucking decided. It was decided on that fucking video call. We're going to build Tebow a drum set. We, meaning Steve, is going yeah. to handcraft a fucking drum kit for Tebow. And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. Six or seven or eight months or whatever go by. Oh, shit. I get a man. phone call. Steve never fucking calls me. I'm like, what the fuck? Someone died and, you know, emergency. Steve died and he used his phone. Steve, he goes, hey, I, I got your drums. If you're ready, you know, let me know. And that's when my project studio started because I'd always wanted was, to fucking relearn where I'd left off, like, you know, amateur, intermediate drums. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to pick it up again. And I'm not a drummer. I'm a singer, songwriter, but I can play well enough now thanks to yeah. the drum set that Steve fucking made Hell with yeah. his own hands. Wow. And so there's so much fucking like history and, you know, karma wrapped up in the Soul Masons, even though they don't technically exist as a fucking practicing touring band yeah, exactly. it's they still yeah. exist in yeah. our heads and yeah. enzo was the one that started releasing the music steve made me a drum kit jim our guitarist has still joined in the conversation whenever he can and he is thriving on that conversation for sure because his life is nowhere close to where it used to be anywhere music related or anything like that so we all sure. get something out of that band that doesn't exist anymore and Which, it's catapulted yeah, yeah. enzo and i into new shit that we like are never going to go back, you know? Never. And it was funny because I was working, Crazy. I was learning how all the new stuff worked. Right. But I was, I was working with old shit, stuff that was done on ADAT, right. On VC, VCR. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I got it downloaded. I, I did my research at the time. It was Sonar Platinum that I decided I'm going to go with that and started figuring shit out. Yeah. So what was cool is I learned how to mix, but I didn't know how to record. Hmm. Right. I'm working on, on, you know, 12 or 13 songs that they're very different. There. They're very different yeah. mindsets so, and what you're up to and stuff. They're wicked different. Yeah. And what happened is, okay, so I'm listening to it and I'm like, I'm blown away because in my head I go, I know the drums, there's issues because of the way we, we recorded, you know, at the time we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go, we're a bunch of teenagers you know, having some fun. Totally. You know? The drums weren't so bad. And the thing that I was totally convinced, like, oh, I'm going to have to throw it out and just redo everything, was the bass and him. And it was beautiful, perfect. I'm like, okay, so now what? Ah, and our original 
practice studio, whatever, <laughs> had a freaking electrical room in the back. Oh, and, just and that we had a stage. Yeah, so that's where that's where we recorded the acoustic guitar. <laughs> you did guitars. that like to, you, did, you got that frequency like almost <laughs> I know it by heart, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that generator is yeah, still like, with me. Or that fucking yeah, transformer. Like, was it 50 hertz, you know? Holy 43, shit. I, I, I think. How much, how much Molson it takes to be so dumb to set up a microphone next to an electrical fucking unit with an acoustic guitar? Yeah, as long as you play in the right key, you're good. Sure. <laughs> you tune it, do that. Maybe everything's tuned off of that. And you're like, we're always in key. It sounds it's like it just has a drone I'm resonating all the time. Like, we're a drone-based band. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, the, you're, you're writing a song on a drone. And, uh, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Okay, let's mm-hmm. make some fifths. So, all right, cool. I had to create this place basically to like. I came, I was like, okay, I need a place to do this if I'm going to do this. And it all happened like in one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So I built a place, got the stuff, started to learn, and then started re-recording as little as possible. Okay, that guitar sucks. Yeah, Out. yeah. Let's put that in. Let's Very little. And then I mixed it. Then when all this was like percolating, because it was taking time and taking time. Of course. I'm like, Fuck, let's do a new one. And I'm like, okay, let's do one song. Let's see what we can do. And we did it. We recorded a brand new tune, what, a year ago? Uh, two years ago. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Talk about cutting your yeah. teeth. Steve fucking brought it all back together. <sighs> Suddenly there was a drum set in his girlfriend's basement that worked wow. perfectly. Wow. A whole bunch of mics and a fucking, I don't know what DAW he was using. Some kind of. Oh, he was using the, 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 the free cakewalk. The cakewalk that you showed him. Or, or, no, no, over no, no, no. And showed him uh, how to no, do it. No, it wasn't the cakewalk. Remember, we were going crazy. It was the. Oh, he had Pro Tools, yeah, it was the other one, the one from Apple. Oh yeah, Logic. 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 Because he, just, logic, he yeah. just got the laptop, and remember, right. we we're having. So, it took us two months to record the drums because I was getting <laughs> echo. I was like moving. And the it was there drum. every fucking week. Saying no, 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 no. Then we get to get this and that. I mean, Steve can play like no one's business, yeah. but like it was just like, what the fuck? It's confounding. Move Why is this working? What Try this. Do this. Yeah. It was yeah. fucking insane, and but we got it. So we have. That one new tune that we did that we're quite proud of because it yeah. just, it's a cool tune. And, and this whole time Enzo's bashing me over the head like, we're going to release all of this fucking stuff. I'm like, no, it's old. He goes, it's not old. It's never <laughs> been released. It's brand new for everybody that's ever fucking heard it. They're going to be hearing it the first time. I'm like, no. So he's like, okay, I'm fucking compromise. He's dealing with, learning how to deal with Tebow, which has led to our ability to fucking do <laughs> weekly vodcasts and shit like that. I'm sure. It's like, okay, fuck, Jesus Christ, this ego bastard singer. What the fuck do you want? I'm like, I want something new first, and then you can release all the old shit. Was, okay, fine. So we did it. We fucking made that. We fucking dragged Jim out of fucking retirement, got Steve <laughs> recording. Like, we made all of this shit work. We. Enzo made it fucking work. Let's just tell the <laughs> truth. And he fucking mixed it with all of the care and fervor that he was putting into that old 25-year-old shit. Yeah, but it's all it brand new fun. stuff recorded properly, done well, like played nice, fresh. Like I got fucking. That's when I started buying mics and fucking cables yeah. and shit like that, and, and, and new strings. Just, and Enzo mixed the fuck out of it, it, and we had a brand new song. I was satiated. The fucking ego singer could step back. I'm like, go do what you want with Guitar Case Stories, and then all of it started coming out. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, it was fun, yeah. and it was a yeah. good experience to learn how like the music industry, the music industry, whatever you want to call it today, how it works and how things have to be. You have to right. do your little teasers. You have to do this. So it was a good. It was a good. Yes, it was a way a to get us going. You know, like to yeah see what happens. But a get funny on anecdote Spotify for from, the first uh, time. Get on Apple for the yeah. first time. Like that was that was our, us cutting our teeth. You know, and, yeah, and it's, a little, it's fucking cool though, huh? 
Once you're on nice. there, you're like, anyone yeah. in the world can listen to my shit. Whenever I talk to them, I say, go to Apple Music. That's fucking cool when that yeah. shit happens. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's it. At the beginning when I was seeing, guys, there's people listening to us in Finland and Russia and the fucking Philippines. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. A, a little anecdote about that tune. It's called Sunny Days. It, it morphed into having a slide guitar on it. <laughs> and I'm not a slide player. And Monsieur's not a slide player. The other guy's a slide player, but he didn't play slide on it. So we didn't have slides. So I ordered one blind off of Amazon and I got this thing, which little glass sliders. Those are awesome. (laughs) Doesn't fit my pinky. So I basically played it like got a lap steel like this. This guy used the screwdriver. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Literally a fucking Phillips or Robertson. I don't remember what that was. Hey, what happens in the studio stays in the studio. But it was whatever you got to do. It was amazing because we all had the same idea. We're like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Keep going. Keep going. And we're just like, we had a blast. And it was fun to see that even long distance, our our little magic from 25 years ago of of our interplay still worked. So it was cool to know that we could still write together. So that that was, that was part of the, I think, launch pad for all the other stuff that we did too that we're doing so much we learned how to be friends again and then we learned oh yeah fuck we used to love recording music and writing music and we forgot all of that shit i mean that's a long long time to be able to come back and join forces like that both as friends and creatives right that says something about the group for that to be that way and we don't take it for granted because we know that's legit. That's it's, rare. It's hard Very to rare. Keep old friends as current friends, even yeah. relationships and whatever. And especially it bandmates. Yes. The bands. It's even yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So we're not trying to trigger anyone. It's just like it's fucking, it's real. And it's, it's <clears throat> haphazard friendship because Joe plays bass and, and, you know, Frankie plays drums. They're fucking asshole drug addicts, but we have no choice. Like, Whereas we I didn't have know. that problem. We didn't have that problem. We all liked each other before we started playing together. Yeah, well, don't go too far. Okay, I, don't right, many, I, I don't know how many songs are in here where I blast all of you guys. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's it's crazy. So for because we have musicians on this sh- that listen to this show, but we also have a lot of people that are just straight creatives. For people, I've, you've probably heard it through like just normal candor in this podcast anyway, because I talk about this stuff all the time. But for people who have never been in the band before, or they're just not musicians and they don't have like band mm-hmm. friends that talk about this shit, being in a band with people, like they they joke about it and say that it feels like being in a relationship, but I'm not fucking kidding you. It literally marriage. feels like a relationship, like you're dating that person in the it's arguments marriage. and the conversation Four and like all those things people. feel exactly like a relationship, the way that you have to like work through problems feels more like a relationship than friends. And the reason why is because you're not connected just by like normal things that you have as a shared interest or something that you would think of that way. It's because you are creating something that's subjective to the way that you express yourself emotionally. That's very, very sentimental and deep to the way that you project yourself in the world. And you share that with people because you meld the way that you communicate that. And that makes it so that it's like you literally had a fucking baby with someone and you, when you bitch and shit, like you're like, you're like, Hey, I know that you really like that guitar part. The guys were just not feeling it today. You're a great guitarist. You're a great guitarist. We're not feeling this one part. It's not you. It's not you. It's It's probably me. me. You know, it's like, it's it's, It's it's real, dude. It's real, man. That relationship is real. you speak the truth, man. You speak the fucking truth. Yeah. But for 25 years to go where... Like that's so much time that shit could go down. That's a lot of life that happened. 
for that amount of time to have that group go from that time to this time and then literally come back as friends and come back as creatives like that is rare and huge and that's like that's legit you guys should be super Thank you're you. lucky you're <laughs> lucky to have that that's not that means that you had a good crew or you had the right personalities yeah, together no, or something you know all four all four i mean uh back then we all had the egos let's say yeah mm-hmm. a certain degree totally <laughs> totally and right? a, a lot of stupidity like a lot of fucking stupidity you know the whole thing of I, if I knew now what I know what I knew, what I knew yeah, then, and whatever. If you knew now what you knew, whatever, blah blah, you wouldn't <laughs> be who the fuck you are now. So you know what? I'll take all of my shit because it makes me who I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, I mean, you're you're right. It's 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 so it's so important. I mean, the the idea of being like in a band. I mean, anyone who's done it, it's kind of like it's it's. There's no in between, right? If 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 you're in your mm-hmm. first band and it's the first time you're speaking the language of music together with somebody else, like, oh. Anybody else, whether it's yeah. a duo or a trio or a full band, is that is it, it's that magic. It's unforgettable. You literally never forget your first fucking someone soloing over your shit. Like what? That's fucking dope. Yeah. But then, just like in relationships too, you can get very jaded and yep. very like unemotional. Yeah. And be just be in so many bands where you're like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that feeling of, you know, like stepping on people or having feeling like you have to do that in order to get to the next gig, that exists. That really exists. And totally. if, if, you know, people ever striving for that, man, you know, like like it was when I had my first fucking band, it's 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 impossible to find. And I really believe well, that it only like happens when you're working right? with people that you care about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never forget your first. If you can find it, it with friends, great. But when you can't, it's okay to still find a way to make music. Yeah. Enzo and I are yeah. lucky because we we share all kinds of stuff. We fucking bounce tracks off each other all the time. We get honest fucking no bullshit feedback. So important. Before it goes live. So important. Which is great because tell me the truth. Don't fucking blow smoke. Yeah. And we save each other a lot of bullshit and we help each other along the way. But in the absence of that, I think it's important to still fucking create. And to still do it yes. and find your own bravery. It's a yes. bonus if you've got a friend or more than one friend. It's only a bonus. You still have to have that confidence because there's stuff I send tracks to Enzo. They'll tell me all kinds of very impassioned feedback. And I'm like, thanks, man. And I don't listen to any of it. And I do whatever the fuck I want on that track because I know he hasn't heard what I have to do on that yet. And, I, <laughs> and then I'm like, here's what. I, oh, now I get it. Oh, the good thing you didn't do what I told you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So having that confidence to go through it, and he does the same thing too. He does the exact same thing. So having the solo confidence no. <laughs> with or without the friend, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to find. It's hard to but I got to really ask the question. And I mean, you guys have been in a lot of bands, a lot more than me. Because for me, it's, it's all about what you were talking about, but it's for originals. For like for covers, I could give a shit what, you know, like I didn't have that same feeling. Like the day I, I bought a guitar, I mean, I started late. I was like 16 or whatever I was. I yeah. tried to write a song. I didn't try to pick up a song. I tried to write a song. So for me, it was always about what I had inside. So like you're saying, your first band, but for me, it's like the first original band is what means the most to me. I could care less mm. about the covers. It was fun to jam. It was fun to get together. I mean, like, I remember one time in my in my, my dad's garage, we're like 11 guitar players and one bass player. And we're like looking at him. What the fuck are you doing here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. But... I don't know. For me, it was always about originals. It was always about writing. Uh, I don't know. I never, I never had, and 
that kind of stunted me as a guitar player because I never learned. I never sat down to actually like learn the proper way and do yeah. this and do that. I was always like, give me my acoustic and let me learn the open chords and let me try and put shit together. Yeah. So, For me, it depends on like what the objective is, I guess, would determine what I need out of that relationship to work. Because if I want to be doing a cover band, but I'm like, hey, I want... There's a difference between being like a cover band at the bar down the street and like... Mm-hmm. That's that I don't get like, I'm just like, I'm fucking, I want to have beers, like probably many tons of them. <laughs> and I want to still play like really well, like, cause I don't want to be a shitty musician. Cause I just don't want to be right. But I'm, but I'm not going to be mad if someone like fuck something up or like whatever, like it, that wouldn't matter to me. But if I want to be a cover band and I want to be like Brit Pink Floyd or something like that, where mm-hmm. I'm doing mm-hmm. world tours and I'm like, yeah. I'm not dicking around when I represent this band, like I'm that band right now. Yeah. I would be also still looking for that relationship of like how people work with me. And if I have someone that like, that's been my thing, man. Like I'm literally a two piece band at this point where I've been in six piece bands in the past because I am unwilling to be in a band with people that I don't work well with. And I'm more, I'm literally to the point where I'm like, all right, I'll buy a looper, a sample pad, do backing tracks, switch to multiple instruments and then like loop it and then move to the next one or something and move around to make it so that I can perform my music live now Then I would get someone else in the band that like we don't work together. And if I find another person to make it easier on me and we and I get up to a six piece again or something or whatever it is, awesome. I'm, I'm like open for it. But like I've worked in enough bands where I have to have this, I have to have this amount of people in there to make and I would it work, fill the yeah. spots, you know, yeah. to make it work. But then like, there would just be people that weren't aligned and like, what, what are we here to do? And like, there's a difference between like being, I call it like the last man standing. There's like a difference between like, if like, just like you guys just said, you're like, now that like I'm, I'm activated, I'm like, I want to do this music. Like, this is what I'm up to. I'm like, I'm not going to stop this. There's Uh a difference between that mentality. And like, if you're being chill on it and stuff with, there's a ton of people that are chill playing music. That's awesome. But like, you have to have those, people that want those things, like they have to be in the same band. It has to be, Hey, we're in a crew to, to do covers or we're in a crew to do originals, but we just right. don't give a fuck what happens. I just want to play music. That's something amazing about that. I think people, people who don't want to be professionals at any creative should be creative. I love that. I love like back in like the 1700s, how like, you know, every guy knew string instrument and every woman knew piano or something just because <laughs> like every household, I, I love create, create, create. But I feel like you, if you have a group of people that are like, we want to do really well, those people should be together. And the people that are like, we want to chill and just consistently play music, but always just whenever it happens, it happens. That's a really good if point. If you mix them, it's yeah, like, that's cool. damn, man, you know, it's trouble. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject and try and bridge that gap because it's, I, I, I feel like covers and originals that there's, it's sort of like, it, it feels like a lot of musicians feel like they need to take sides in that battle. Yeah. And what you're describing is great, but I also think it's rare. Like to be able to enjoy and be laid back about whether you're playing covers or originals, I think is super rare because I think that there's bands, there's a lot of musicians I feel as though they need the covers to justify what they're doing Mm. in order to feel as though they can, because when bars are paying money and getting you to come on a weekend or every weekend or every day, like four or five nights a week to play other people's musics, it's very rewarding it's instantly gratifying. You don't have to fucking know shit except to play three chords or to play two beats or to play or to sing a a certain number of songs in order to be instantly gratified and paid to do covers. 
Yeah, and that, go fucking that crush is it. Enthralling. So right. if that's your thing and that's what you're into, awesome. <clears throat> but I think it, it evolves. It gets to a point where if you start to get into that situation where tribute bands are are starting to look for you or agents are really like, we're going to put something together. We're going to send you on tour. We're going to send you on the boats. We're going to send you down to the Caribbean. We're going to fucking make sure you guys are going to be an AC district tribute band. Yeah. So do it fucking perfect. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. where that craft of playing covers becomes so important to nail Elton John cover bands and fucking, you know, Beatles Tramp there, cover uh, bands. Beatles. The There's tons of Beatles one, cover yeah. bands, right? Justine said, sorry, I want to put that up. Justine said, couldn't agree more. Right and on, Justine, Justine sings like she has like the nastiest, nasty in a good way, by the way, nastiest <laughs> good, country good voice ever. She like really has right a on. great singing voice. I, so I was, she does I a was lot of trying to channel some Johnny Cash today. Didn't, <laughs> just didn't, didn't work out. No, Dude, I've got yeah. the, I've got the register for it. Like I can do like the, you know, like I've got like the lower baritone voice that I can like pull it off, but I don't have the attitude, the drug addiction, or like, yeah, I was looking right? around. I'm like, well, I already smoke almost a pack a day. I really can't go up to fucking two packs a day. But I just start smoking cigars and like, just go with the bourbon. And maybe in three weeks, I could it's get the there. best of all worlds is I think hey, the answer, that's the answer. So, so let me just wrap this up here. Yeah. What I'm talking yeah, about yeah, is totally. getting to that pinnacle of covers, right? I didn't, tour with cover bands i didn't like tour with tribute bands but i feel yeah, as though i played enough covers play in my in my career and i started to do tributes in some way shape or form that i was like it was it was the next step because you can only play so many bars right after yeah, yeah. so many years it's like it's the next like okay i want to do the tours i want to go i want to do that i'm, I'm yeah. starting to look at the agents and all that and i was feeling like and I was still young enough that like it was viable i didn't i didn't have kids yet i was still like you know okay i could go anywhere and I had a decision to make and it was very real. Like, holy fuck, there's something holding me back. I don't want to do this. I don't want to make mm, this leap. Damn. And I wasn't rekindled with Enzo and the Soul Masons at that time. It was, yeah. it was still many, many years ago, but I was thinking about those days. I was thinking about the Soul right. Masons. I was thinking about how much more satisfying it was to be able to have a whole album's worth of original music that I didn't have to fucking prove to anyone that I could play it perfectly because it was my fucking version. No shit. When yeah. I sang and yeah. played bass and when yep. Enzo played guitar and Steve played drum, we'd have to fucking, what do you mean it's the wrong fucking chord? <laughs> Fuck you. It's my fucking song. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to throw a fucking ninth in there now, you bitch. Right. right. And I've, got, I've got family and friends that are in very successful I'm, I'm original. I'm sorry. I'm today. dying. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's dying. It's all good. We, we've done our album. It's all good. You just made me remember something. Like, legacy is out. Legacy is right, out. Right. The legacy is no, out. The way he's saying it, you know, it's my song. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I remember that there's a, on a piece of tape somewhere. We finished, it's, we're rehearsing <laughs> Wandering Still. The song ends, and you hear me quietly whisper to Jim, it ends in D, right? <laughs> That's fucking epic. Fucking I love it. Those cassettes of Enzo's are the fucking bomb, and he's got a thousand of them. There's so much good fucking material. Oh my God. What, in the set, you say? Uh, like when you're playing? It's, it's well, sorry, I, I'll finish my thought, because I'm not yes, going to fucking remember bro. after yeah, this. Sorry, this is my sorry. last fucking stab at it. But, <laughs> yeah. Harkening back to those days, and it was the only originals experience I had, and I'm ready for the next fucking step after 20 years of covers. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I, it's, I refuse because yeah. I wanted to be the fucking originals dude that I missed. And it was, it's, it's kind of like you've been, you, you typecast yourself in a job 
and you're there for a very fucking long time and you're thinking, well, that's what I'm good at. I can't, I shouldn't. Why would I change? I got to start again. Like, fuck it. I'm going to stay director of shit that I hate instead of being fucking associate in something that I like better. For real. Yeah. And so that's where originals sort of like stayed for me. And then I tried doing stuff on my own with a whole bunch of fucking variants of the band. And Enzo knows because he saw, even though it was from the outskirts, he knew what I was up to. And he saw like, oh yeah, there he is. And I'm sure that was like interesting. I don't know. what, what How did that make you feel? And it's like, I mean, know, know that I was experimenting with originals, but it wasn't, I wasn't in, like connected with you again because it was like, it's, well, it, was it was two really different bad. worlds. I, I, I felt like a fucking kid, you know what I mean? Like a 30 year old kid. But it was, I felt like a baby because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Those originals yeah. that I started with, I was like starting from scratch and knowing full well that I could go and book a four-nighter and get a fuckload of money at a corporate gig playing totally, totally. fucking brown-eyed girl. And like, Absolutely, no, man. I, 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 could ma- I could go make absolute bank doing live sound for corporate gigs down in Boston yeah, right now. Exactly. I could make stupid, stupid money and that's doing audio as a profession. And yet for my day job, I fucking don't do that as a profession because they're the same thing to me. Like it literally just doesn't, it doesn't fill the cup in any different way. So I might as well try to make more money. I like my, you know what I mean? I'm already, already, already paid the piper, you know, it's already, so it's it's not the same thing, man. It's not the same thing. Another quote, it's better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be the smartest one in the room, I think is what oh, it comes man. Yeah. Yeah. But Paul, Paul, we calculated once. What do you got? Like five or six thousand live performances under your belt in those Whatever it years? is. I don't even know. I don't even know. But think but, about you know, that. It becomes damn, so damn, dude. It's muscle memory, man. And it's just you're just hey, it really is. another drunk ass. Mind you, you'll learn some chops. You pay dues and all that kind yeah. of stuff, which is yeah, great. But you'll learn it's the jamites I loved the best. Because yeah, after because doing that, like you just Okay, well, I need to play on a Wednesday. I need to play on a Tuesday. I need to play on a Monday. No one's coming out. So do a jam night and make the Tuesday for that club or that fucking cafe the best night of the week. Yeah. And I did that very successfully. For a good seven or eight years, I had two or three jam nights going on early week nights. And not only the people that were coming out, the musicians were coming out to jam in every fucking oh, color that you can imagine, like totally. every instrument, every flavor of person that you can imagine, handicapped people, uh, all kinds of like just you know, emotionally distraught people, but they had an opportunity to play and that was rewarding. It was the humanity of it that was the value. I got Mm. to fucking meet people and the people that would come out and they didn't play and that would share their stories with us in between the sets and say, thank you so much for doing this. You have no idea. I'm going through so much crap right now. And you know, my breakup and my fucking, I'm bankrupt and this and that. There was one club owner. We used to do this jam night. It's a bit of a sad story, and I'm sorry in advance, but it was a cafe in the middle of fucking nowhere in the suburbs called Cafe Baccio. And they just opened up. And my mom at the time was still a spry old lady. And she was like, you know, you don't play any gigs close enough for me to come and see you play because I'm an old lady and I can't drive far in the dark and all that. I'm like, fucking hell. There's a cafe that just opened up next door. I'm going to book a fucking gig there. You're going to come and see me play. <laughs> well, I'll believe it when I see it. Sure enough, that fucking following Wednesday, I had a jam night set up weekly and it became their best fucking night. It was one of the best jam nights we ever did. The owner oh, yeah. of the cafe, he was the happiest guy in the world. And his name is Gino. I'll never forget the look on his face. The happiest guy. And he ended up jumping in front of a train on Christmas Eve so he could oh. give his family insurance money. Because oh the, my God, dude. Because things didn't turn out the way that he wanted. 
Oh. And what that, one of the last things that he did was open Cafe Baggio. And it was such an important gig for me because I'm like, who knows what we did to help him be happier than he was on a regular, but it wasn't enough. Like we yeah. couldn't be his solution. You know what I mean? Like it was just, oh. it was so tragic. That yeah. gig led us to other successes as, as a cover band people and, you know, playing all over the place. But I'll never forget, even in the best situations, you never know what people are going yeah. through. Exactly. And we, we, we packed his bar. We packed his bar on Tuesdays. And I know for whatever it's worth that I did my bit. It wasn't because I knew about him being no. depressed or whatever. Of course not. Yeah, I was, it had I was, nothing to do with you. I mean, it was I was booking there. a gig so my mom could walk down the fucking street and see me play, which she did. And, oh, yeah. That's and amazing, still, dude. That's like, amazing. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. There's like, so there are a lot of things that I want to like just pull out, pull a thread from this conversation to like point out from the things that you said so far. So like, first off, I like when you were talking earlier about like when you came back into this stuff and you're like, I don't do social media, but like, I'm going to do social media. Like, just want to say, first of all, how goddamn refreshing it is that some gentlemen at your age <laughs> would like the thing, like when I'm at, like my wife was talking about Go this 50. Other day. shit, my arm just fell off. We're, <laughs> there's a difference. There's a difference, right? Like I know that there's like trends and like there's ways that you're raised or the ways that you're like living in or whatever that would alter every person, like I'm going to be a different person working in the confines of 30 years from now. There's just, that's just how it rolls. Right. But what drives me fucking nuts, dude, is when people say I can't do a thing because I'm X age, or they say I can't be this because I'm this person. Okay. You can't, maybe you can't like feel out some of the trends or whatever you want to say, like the things that like are against you or something, but it's like, there's so many people, like I'll watch someone who has a smartphone and they'll be like, oh, the QR codes, like when COVID switched, like the menus to be in QR code, they're like, oh, I can't use the QR codes. This is so frustrating. And they're, and I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, because it is, it is the stupid code on it. Like, I just can't see the menu. And I'm like, you have a smartphone, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So you just open up, like I tell them how to do it. I say, open up your camera. And when it sees it, it will scan that code. And then that's the menu. That's it. You just click on what comes up. They're like, no, no, no. I just, I don't use tech. Like when I hear the excuse of like, I don't use technology. I can't do this thing. That's saying, fuck you. I'm choosing not to partake in it, which is fine. If you just say like, I'm not going to use social media because I don't like social media. And that's like the easy, I'm like, I don't either. I fucking hate this shit. You know what I mean? I get it. But I like that you're like, I don't know what I'm doing but I'm going to do this shit. So like, first of all, huge, huge props to like, not hear that from you where you're like, maybe I'm not the biggest social media in the world, but like, I'm going to do this thing because I, I care about this thing. But then the second thing that I really liked, and I think that that's the attitude that puts you into it is that a lot of people don't start making a podcast like you, or they don't start making TikTok, or they don't start doing all this social media stuff that they, in their head, they want to do it. You know what I mean? They're like, I want to share my music or I want to share my creative or my business or whatever. And they want to do it, but then they don't. It's because of what you just said. You're like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but you just try shit. And like you, and getting over that, like that feeling of like, you're like, I know that I'm doing the wrong thing. I think that's the performer in you that allows you to have that attitude, right? Cause you play live and you're like, I've never fucking played this song live before. And you're like, but I'm somehow going to play through it. And then like, sometimes shit goes wrong and you're like, your string broke or like your fucking drumstick like flew off or whatever, <laughs> like shit goes down. You're like, I'm still going to do it somehow. And that's like social media. When you feel uncomfortable about it, I get that. But like, I didn't like live streaming and now I live stream every week. And it's like, right. it's not like I jumped into that. I was like, 
you just jump in and you're comfortable at it. You're good at it. And you just make a podcast. You instantly can talk without saying, um, 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 you know, it's like (laughs) you have to try things. You have to do things and you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and then doing it regularly. And then like that investment in consistency, that investment in schedule and that investment in trying it and being okay with it. That is huge for allowing people to like get into any of this shit. And I like just once again, that you're just like, we have not done this thing for 30 years. This is not something that I'm used to, or I typically like, I'm not comfortable with this, but you're like, I'm fucking doing it. And then on your website, you have way more social that you're on than I am, dude. You're doing every (laughs) effing thing. You're doing shit that I don't even know what that is. And I'm like, fuck, I'm old, dude. Like, this is bullshit. You know, like Tebow's out there crushing some shit on whatever. Fucking and, um, do it, Dave. Fucking do it, respect, man. Come on. Man. Learn to respect. shuffle. Jesus Christ. Dave, What's wrong with you, man? Come on. Dave, for fuck's sake. I mean, sometimes I see this stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? When did he do that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's one things, joke where I told him, I'm going to find you where you are, and I'm going to run you over yeah. with my truck one day. Remember? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to fucking find you in the do it. I figured at least he'll come out to my end of town a second time after fucking first one doing beers. Yeah, I haven't I seen him you, since. Yeah, I can yeah. go oh. fucking see him, you know? I'm just fucking talking shit now. It ends as the best. <laughs> oh. All right, two things. First of all, Dave, you and Megan are the fucking bomb, man. What you guys are up to is so inspiring. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I can't say enough. Like, I'm so impassioned about what you're doing. It's amazing. I'm so glad that we we discovered you. Like, and it, it fucking, same man. Why didn't happen like fucking years ago? It totally. bothers me. That's that, that's the only bad thing about it. Is that it, if it only happens sooner. So kudos, man. fucking kudos. If it happened sooner, we might not have been the same people to connect <laughs> yeah. the way that we are. So <laughs> we're cool, man. More money on beer, you would have had less money for Renault. So one hundred percent. I'm but, sure that that's a position I was playing. I got a quick anecdote for you about this whole uh, confidence in social media thing, because I agree with everything that you're saying and everything that you do. I mean, I just, I have so much respect for you. Uh, And there's a reason for that. It's because we have so much in common. We have a very similar frame of mind about a lot of things. When I mean, listening to Gary Vaynerchuk is a huge fucking thing. Fucking every day. If you need that fucking bit of inspiration in the morning, when you wake up, instead of waking up at seven, get up at fucking four. Yeah, and instead of I, I play video games, but I play video games after I've done all my fucking second yes. hustles. Like I yeah. do my hustle, yeah. and then yep. to reward myself, I play a little bit of fucking video games. And I've told Enzo, dude, the fucking episode might not come out on time because you know what? I took the day off to play fucking video games, and he Hell laughs. Yeah. He's like, good. "Good for you, fucking finally." You know, it's akin to entrepreneurs saying, "I'm going to schedule time to sleep because sleep is a weapon." I'm going to yeah. schedule time yeah. to fucking whatever, like get laid, fucking go on a vacation, get drunk, like be stupid for a day so that I can come back, not feel guilty about it and say, yeah, fine. I needed that. I'm going to move on. Totally. But but there's something that I got to share. It's that before the social media experiments that I was doing, um, before my relationship ended, ended very amicably, by the way, my ex and I are super still fucking great friends and we're Cheers. co-parenting like fucking champs. Yeah. And we're careful about that because I know that's not always the case. So we're careful about flaunting it. We don't talk about it too much in per- in public because we don't want people to get angry at us how well we get along after we're better friends than we were as a couple. But I was experimenting with social media in that, in the failing days of that relationship. So I'm just giving you context. I'm not going to drag you through fucking yeah, yeah, totally. stories. Right I was experimenting with cooking because my ex was celiac. And I thought, well, I'm going to fucking cook. Jesus Christ, gluten-free, dairy-free, no problem. I could do that. So I was doing cooking videos. My sister is celiac. And I read that on you. I read it on your page. And I was like, send her my page because all the I, recipes are up there. It's totally the only thing. Will. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the 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 
archive of recipes is still there, right? Okay. And, and me doing the videos, it's, it's all still there. Me doing cooking videos was my idea of social media because it's been done. And I thought at the time, I need to do something that's been done. And fast forward until just after meeting Enzo again and rekindling and rediscovering music and Project Studio and all of this fucking stuff and thinking, I'm going to do cooking videos, but there's something wrong. I don't know why. It doesn't feel right. And then I went out on a fucking run because I, I, I forgot I'm going to get in shape, right? And I was running one day. Yeah. I have my phone because you always have your phone and your fucking Garmin watch and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I know you get this, man. Marathon guy that you are. And yeah, so I'm running in one of my fucking wooded paths near my place. And I'm like, I got this fucking dad joke that was kick, cracking me up this morning. I'm going to record myself telling the dad joke. And I did it in duplicate. I recorded me telling the joke and I recorded evil me reacting to the joke. And I'm sweating my balls off. Dave, I look like fucking shit. And I'm fat and I'm sweaty and I'm in a fucking dry fit. It's too tight. And after doing cooking videos where I'm sucking in my gut for an hour and a half trying to fucking make gluten-free fucking pasta and to do a dad joke with fucking sweat pouring and post it was the hardest thing I ever had to do with social media. And when I finally did it and I realized and all of the fucking lessons that Gary Vaynerchuk had been telling me indirectly for all those years, and I'm like, I stopped giving a fuck that day. And that's when my true social media career began. And I'm still learning. I have lots to learn. I'm not successful by any stretch. I'm not where I need to be in my head to feel like I can say I'm successful. Not yet. But I ain't stopping until I get there, Same. ever. Whether yep. I'm 60, 70, 80, 90, or I'm dead, I'm going to fucking save content to fucking post-release after my funeral and just to <laughs> piss off Enzo and the gang. Because I am not Debo, done. Debo's funeral happened, and then you're like, dude, it's fucking been 20 years. <laughs> and How a cooking video comes out. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, fucking cookies. And you're like, God damn it, Tebow, what are you doing out there? So the truth of the story is that gasoline on top of the fucking <laughs> yeah. drinks, like, fuck it only starts. I will be. I will do. I will stop give you mad respect when I see that. Fuck. I'm gonna be like, oh my yeah. god, has it been so long? I respect that man. The moment you stop giving a fuck, that's when your your life begins. Your life can begin, and it doesn't just apply to social media. It's about everything. Stop giving exactly. a fuck and fucking destroy the negative people in your life. Destroy yes. them. Yes. Leave them. Get over. Get over it. Yep. And my ex, for the record, is not one of those negative people. She was very positive about all the stuff I was doing and whatever. And it's just like, it, you know, it, it's not the reason we, we ended. It, it was completely had nothing to do with that. Yeah. But there are other negative people in your life around you. And you don't even realize it. that are like naysayers and all that shit. You get rid of that shit and you start fucking doing things because you don't give a fuck about what the reaction you is, good or bad. Like you have said, you don't care about the good reaction and you don't care about the bad reaction. You win. You're done. Yep, That's it. Yep, Game yep. over. That's yeah, my man. story. Damn. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what sucks is like I have so many different things that I planned on asking you guys. And <laughs> Did like, we take over? <laughs> we said, well, no, it. we just like really went through <laughs> like a lot of, we just went through so much in the music world, but I liked all of that. That was all very important information to to delve into. Like we had a really interesting conversation on it, but I had like literally so many things to, to ask you on that. I know that we won't have time to I do tonight, homework, bro. you know? Oh yeah. Hell yeah, man. You guys, you, you guys, I felt like a, a roast only you guys weren't like being bad to me, but like you guys knew so much shit about me. It's like, Oh my God. It's like, so your favorite color in 2013 was blue. Um, tell me more about that. And I'm like, Holy shit. 
No, you guys research hard too. So I had to come with my game tonight. But so like normally I hang around an hour. I have more, fuck, I have more that I want to, I'll probably ask you guys some more shit later. Just and so anyway. we get a rapid fire answer, whatever he says next. <laughs> but just because we went into some of your backgrounds, like I just know like the the cooking, the gaming, like I read that you did like orchestration for some games. You did like, yeah, like website for cooking. Like you just had so many things. That I was like, damn, I didn't know all this because I didn't, I didn't look, I looked into stuff on you before you had me on your podcast, but I didn't go into every subsection, like go all the way through. So I was like, damn. But I, I also went into that episode with you today, Enzo, listening to Enzo on another person's podcast and to, mm-hmm. to support that podcast. I also put that link down in the show notes on this one because we, right on. we repped that shit and it was a good interview. Jesse. But I wanted to like get this conversation out there real quick because it like we were talking, Tebow, about how we have some like very common thoughts or very common interests that like align us. From that interview with you, Enzo, I wanted to pull a piece and throw that out for content out here too, because there's something I feel that we're probably very aligned with it that that I don't have with everyone. So you talked about a lot about the effect that, you know, having your son with autism has had on your outlook and mindset on life. So on me, I have a tattoo of my brother in a in a the beginning of a poem called Welcome to Holland, which is a poem about what it's like to have a child with some type of there's a different type of child than what you expected. And my brother has Down syndrome. So every year I am hugely, I'm usually raising money for for best buddies. I am always raising money for Special Olympics. Like it's a big part of my life. My sister wrote a book on like, you know, Down syndrome and how special needs can be like verbal through dance because she's a dance teacher. So she writes programs and works with people to communicate non-verbally. And so, dude, I would love to hear your perspective of like, what has having a son with autism, having a, a different family dynamic than people tend to experience? What has that done for your outlook? What are the the things that you think that people may not really truly understand or experience without the like? My brother has changed the way that I yes. live entirely, yes, that, and has changed um, fundamentally from an early age of how much I fucking appreciate life, how much I yeah. don't appreciate bullshit, and how much it's just simple. Like, dude, dude, honestly, has taught me like how to enjoy things, like straight up. So, like, I, w- I would love to hear your perspective on that, it's, man. Like, it's w- very what's that similar. Been like? It's very similar to what you're describing. The beginning is hard, yes, because you have to come before you can. You have to accept it. You have to accept him the way he is before you can make any sort of progress. Like your first three, four years are just trying to deal with it, trying to contend with it, and trying to find a way to help him. But even then, yeah. It's a mourning. It's a mourning period. You're constantly mourning. Yes. That's the feeling you're in because as much as you love him and as much as you, you know, you care for him, there is no end in sight. It's not like as if it's a, a terminally terminally ill parent that you know that their suffering is gonna end. You're this is you're into this. Yes. It's full time. It's a full time gig. So it it took a while. It, it's he's rewarded me by teaching me not to judge people around me. Yes. Because he doesn't understand the world around him, right? So I have to interpret what he's trying to tell me to under to help him. Yeah. And and what that did for me eventually, I mean, it took some time. And I mean, in my second kid, you know, uh, he, he he suffered, I find, more than the first one because he didn't grow up in a normal household, right? Yeah. Yep. The young one, his elder brother is the way he is. That's it. 
You know, he didn't have any peers. He didn't have any cousins or friends his age. So he grew up with his brother and he thought that's normal. So then when he, you know, he went to school, he's like, who the fuck are all these kids around me? So, yeah, yeah. and in dynamic, you know, me and my wife, we've tried to do everything that we could, but, you know, there was a stage where my, my son, his name is Connor. He was very, I won't say aggressive, but he could go off. You couldn't bring him anywhere at that point. And it was like, yeah, you know, we had this, this thing of big, you know, Italian family get togethers, go here, go this. I oh, totally. Stop everything. Yeah. Because it was, I would, the last, I remember the last time, I think it was like 11 or 10 or 11 years old. And we went to my friend, uh, it was Ken's, it was New Year's. I went to Ken's house and we went with Connor and I spent the three hours that I was there just chasing him around the house. Cause he was up on the third floor in the basement. He was going for the cat litter and this and that. And it was like, everybody's partying. All I'm doing is chasing him around Yeah, and I'm getting mad at him and it's not right. And I said at that moment, and I said, I told my, that's it. No, I'm not fucking going anywhere anymore with him for now. Not because of him, but because I don't want to be mad at him. And I don't want to go to my friend's house and say, put your cat litter away, put your dog food away. Yeah, yeah. Put your trinkets off the wall, take this. Because there, there was a three, four year span from when he was like 11 to about 14, 15. I mean, he just turned 16. So I'd say about four, 14, 15, where, you know, we have scars. My wife and I have scars, you know, where he was fairly tough to deal with and yeah. i didn't i don't want to go i don't i just didn't want to deal with it i'm not you know i gotta we gotta go visit somebody i gotta go with two vehicles in case he gets pissed and i gotta leave and she could just fuck all this yeah yeah and my wife actually took him home homeschooled took him out of his school for two and two and two and a half years during this period so it's like we we're close to like i'm gonna get the sword i'm gonna kill you all <laughs> it's like I'm gonna, we're losing our minds here the the, the marriage was like to the breaking point, everything yep. was, you know, and uh, yeah, that's why I have white hair. <laughs> hey, dude, I have no hair. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so what? And and in the end, I learned. I accepted him for who he was, and I I learned how to <clears throat> deal with it. Yeah. And and it was that final. Don't judge the people around you. Don't hold people to that expectation. Your own expectation. Everybody has mm. their own life to live. Yeah. And that was what led me to rekindle with these three guys, those yeah. Paul and, and Steve and Jim, and fix it because yes. life is too fucking short. Oh. One. And me being mad at them for not behaving the way I wanted them to. Yeah. Who the fuck am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Would you so, would you say, Enzo, that your son and maybe my brother, <clears throat> and first of all, the people out there that are not like that don't haven't have any experience with the community you know what i mean it's first of all down it's syndrome hard. and autism can be extremely different so it's not like yeah. we're roping them together here but that's no, the only still. reason is is growing up i grew up with my my parents had a they also felt that same mourning period like that's not that happens you know what i mean and that's the i'm going to send you this poem man that's like the premise is like you meant to go on a trip to italy but your plane like had an accident and like you had to, to land in holland and that was like your honeymoon but you find out that Holland's like actually fucking awesome. And you're there and you're like, this is awesome. It's just different because all my friends said they were going to go to Italy for their honeymoon. Everyone talked about going to Italy, but now we went to Holland. So we're like, fuck, like everyone talks about Italy, but now I'm in Holland. But then you're like, oh, this is awesome. It's just it's different. Okay. It's and fine. for some reason, yeah. it's just not as known as Italy, but like, this is awesome. That's like the premise right. of it. But they grew up in a, in a kickback group where they had a group of people from all different abilities, all different Mm. abilities that the, these children had i grew up with that as, as his older brother oh no way 
Carmi Pepe. Hey, Carmi. My wife. You read that poem. Oh, no shit. She read the poem. Yeah. That's awesome. Word. I grew up with with that community. As coming up and growing up, I grew up with that community because my brother and I are seven years apart. So I was seven years old when he was born, when I was an only, only child. And then him and my sister, who are paternal twins, my sister does not have Down syndrome. So we had a really interesting dynamic where they just came into the world when I was already seven you know, I've got twins that are all of a sudden there. And then I've got one that has Down syndrome and I don't know what's going on. And my parents did have that mourning period of just like, we don't know what happened here. We're not sure if we're cool with this or not. And they had a kickback group with all different abilities. And so I grew up with this community of people of all different abilities coming to hang out at like parties at the house and changed a lot, like in my growing up period. But I think, I guess, rooting this back to just this, this thing on you for like, you're, you're like my son's way of processing things or looking at things was part of my decision to come back to talk to all these guys again. And then, and your connection with these guys, look at what you've created, this crazy creation, (laughs) right? You just sparked this crazy shit of creation, which is amazing. Would you say that, cause this, I've thought about this a lot, man. Would you say that that is seeing an example every single day of something that doesn't have an ego and you checking your own ego on it? And being like, I need to not care about these things that don't matter. Would you say that that's part of that, it? That sounds a perspective. That that sounds so cool, but I think I'm too fucking shallow to go. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! I'm gonna edit that no, shit no, out. No, no, I'm no. gonna say I was right. <laughs> you know what? You are right. You are right. You, you do. Like there's, that's fucking you know, gold. But being, being <laughs> listen, being a guitar player and a creative gives you so much. You know, you're full of yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck. You have to be. You have to be on the stage. (laughs) You have to have have pieces of it. You know, you have to. But I mean, I I try and balance. (laughs) And that's another word. It's all about balance. Yeah. It literally is about balance. Totally. How to keep yourself afloat and manage, you know, all this crazy stuff. (laughs) Karma agrees. It's funny how she agrees when we're not in the same room. <laughs> Keyboard warrior up there. Yeah. Um, my my wife is a is a real warrior. I'm telling you, the two and a half years she spent with that she warrior warrior, she got him to talk. She got him to dress himself. She got so many things that she achieved with him that he would never have done. In and you know, even yeah. speech. I mean, we've been to Boston. We've been to uh, Toronto. Speech therapy. This, this. This. We did all kinds with him. I mean. And all, most of all the successes we've had, it's all her. Cheers, Carmen. I was just the moral support. I'm the one who puts out the fires. It's like, okay, you're going to lose your mind. Get the fuck out of the house. I'm here. Yep, yeah, okay, yep. it's time to clean poop. Okay, I'm here. Also <laughs> important. Yeah, also that's very it. important. I, you know? But yeah, but yeah man, I, I got that. I think that that, that was but me like, saying you know, that because I, I growing felt up, that. Yeah, but you growing up with a special needs brother explains a lot of the way you are too. Mm. And having Definitely. that. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's it. We say that everybody has empathy for this, but until you actually live it, you don't know. Everybody like they have an idea. Everybody like Paul knows he empathizes completely with us. But until you you witness have the it, experience and the patience that you guys have both had to. I mean, listen, I, you know, bullshit. how much respect if I have for you and Carmi. You deal with it. No, but I'm driving to a point yeah. because, listen, you know how much respect I have for you and Carmi. You guys are fucking incredible. You're just fucking incredible. Right. And Dave, dude, we wouldn't have invited you to the show unless there was something, some kind of a spark in the first place. <laughs> and I'm very picky about my guests. I eat fucking everything. I am not a picky eater. I'm very <laughs> fucking picky about my guests. 
You gotta be just right. You can't be fucking full of themselves. I'm not gonna name any names. Everything, not listen, each. All right. So Tebow's leaving like the spinach and the green beans right. on the content yeah, plate. He's like, I'm fucking. This is what I want yeah, right totally. here. This is it. There's only one food. What is it? It's liver. That's the only thing I don't fucking eat. Everything oh. else is fucking fair game, man. Fair game. Keep going. But listen, I don't have that experience. I don't have that lifetime worth. It feels like a lifetime, right? I mean. A year can seem like a lifetime when you're dealing with something that is completely foreign to you and learning how to fucking make your brain work in a different way. Yeah. Learning how to not be angry, learning how to not be fucking, you know, like just really the bad side of humanity in order to do something that's right for another human being or whatever. Yeah. My experience doesn't come from that fucking doing it for the family. It comes from recognizing that chaos always leads to good shit. Mm. I have plenty of chaos in my life. (laughs) So I can't compare, but I have had so much chaos and it constantly led to the most amazing fucking moments in my life. And so that That friction, I don't have an autistic kid. I don't have that, you know, experience that I would never try and compare. And I don't want to even pretend like, you know, I understand. I don't, I won't pretend to understand, but I do know how important it is to experience chaos or sometimes fucking invite it. Yes. <laughs> and Important. on purpose in controlled yeah. doses. And then when it gets a little out of control, that's when you're in your fucking zone. And that's when yeah. you got to fucking deal with it. And I am 100% best under pressure Same. in chaos. Absolutely. The yeah. rest of the time I'm, I could fucking sleep. I could play video games. I could be drunk, sober, wouldn't make a fucking difference where, yeah. where I'm in chaos and making it fucking resolve in the best possible way for that moment, that's my life, 100%, what I yeah, always man. wanted to be. Like, I strive it, and I always maintain chaos is well, because the best. It, it feeds yeah, yeah. creativity, right? It, that's yeah. what yeah. it is. With and the, I'm not talking about fucking doing confines. hardcore drugs and being no, fucking stupid. No. I'm talking about, like, being fucking good and, you know, moral and all that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. But when shit happens, like, fucking seek it out and solve it and fix it and do it and embrace chaos. Yeah. Chaos is the best. It's the best. I love that. Yeah. You live in it, Dave, every single day. Like you're, you're embracing <laughs> chaos every fucking day. You're doing it all. Yeah. And that's it one will. of the reasons why we're so attracted to your whole story because like, it's fucking amazing, man. Like what you do, like, yes, fucking well, right. Dude, Go for like, you, man. People, we're going to be people fans People like feel like I'm, I'm a positive person. Like I'm just a, ha- I'm a, I'm a pretty happy guy. And people like will come into my house or like right now, like this is the chaos now. But like you said, like I attract chaos or create it. Like I, it's just what I <laughs> am. Cool. And the more self-awareness that I've got, the more happy I've gotten about it. Because now like when I'm in that moment, when like I am, I'm actually pissed. Like I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Why do I have crickets coming into my house? Because I have a hole in my floor. Why do I fucking <laughs> like have no money for this thing? Why do I like all these problems? <laughs> I used to just like have that anger and then like just go and like be like, I'm actually pissed. Now I can like settle. I still have to like kick some shit. You know what I mean? I, I'm still, mm-hmm. I need it. I'm still an angry dude when I'm in that position. You got but, a lot of acreage. Yeah. So you when I get through, and take it out on a tree or something like that. <laughs> I'm cool though, because like I, I did it. I did it. And the reason why I feel like I have control in my life is like, I, I am creating, I'm doing this to myself. And I'd say like, pick the problems that you want, that you want to have. I want to have the problems of like having to figure out some shit, some high stake situations that can get me to a really cool spot. And if I fail at it, I'm just like, 
I fucking, yeah, that did not work. But it's like, I, I'm creating the problems in my life right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm spending too much money right now because I fucking bought a farm that I want to renovate, which is the stupidest thing. And it's like, I, I create that problem, man. I don't have to do that shit. We live in 2021. I could easily find so many jobs that will provide me food, shelter. I can have a family. I can do, I, I live in a, an amazing time and an amazing place. Yeah. And I can do all of the things that I need to do. And I create problems. When things are chill, I will fucking find some other thing that will be a bigger problem for me and just do that. And and that chaos is also where I thrive. And that's why I, I used to think that I was like, why is this shit happening to me? Why is this happening? And I changed it because I, I, I watched it. I started, I was like, why is it happening to me? And I took like a solid time of like looking through the events. I was like, what are the things that like were the worst things and looking through them? And now you trace it back. And I'm like, oh, it's because I said this to that person. I fucking bought this thing. I did this thing at that time. I chose to do this thing when it was 2 a.m. And I had this thing the next day at 4 a.m. Or it's like all this shit. <laughs> They're my choices, dude. I yeah. do this. I inadvertently do this. exactly. And now that I know that I'll do this indefinitely situation. until I yeah, die when I can't exactly. do it anymore, then I'm like, it's cool, man. I'm 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 driving the car right now, and if I'm just driving and all over the road and doing some weird shit, then I'm just whatever, <laughs> man. That's my ride. <laughs> for somebody who's living their life and hasn't woken up from work yet, from somebody who's like not familiar with the idea of feeling uncomfortable in your daily routine, it's it's kind of hard to explain, I think, to them that it's okay to be completely fucking confused mm. in a moment and move on to the next day and like feel comfortable. Yeah. I think that a lot of people just don't want to have that discomfort. And it, like right. every day that goes by now where Enzo and I are, you know, interviewing strange people, we've never met this person. We don't know yeah. what the fuck we're getting into. And then right. suddenly like, but we're striving for that so that we can have that. We're looking for that next moment. where like, we want to learn something new. We want to feel uncomfortable. Totally. At the beginning, we weren't too sure about it. Like, what's this going to be like? We were leaning on whatever felt comfortable until it became good to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And we don't fucking even question it now. Like, yeah. it's completely fine to hear something. Enzo send me a track and it's like fucked up. Like, what the fuck did he write? Like, was he stoned? Like, no, no. And I know because he doesn't fucking do drugs. Like, it's like, <laughs> no, he wasn't stoned. So it's just Enzo being creative. Medicinal yeah. quality right. CBD there oil. There you go. Sure. 20 like minutes. Oh, but it's so fun grams. to feel uncomfortable and feel good in that fucking little cesspool of weirdness. And like, yeah. And then move to a different one on purpose. I like that dance move too. That's how I feel in oh, the zone yeah, too. I'm, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teaching that to the tiny Thebos every day. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they love it, man. Take <laughs> that to the clubs. We're way over your time here, man. We're fucking keeping you all fucking night, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. That. Actually, yeah, yeah, let's let's ask. I've got six questions that I end my podcast with. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with those, but then we can sure. definitely talk more or on different times because I'm like that. We could do a part right. two or three or whatever. <laughs> Six questions that I ask every person on the show. And the reason why is I on my hundredth episode, I took the first hundred and I collaged the answer. One of the answers. Like that's cool. Over a hundred times. Like and it, cool. and it's crazy to hear that between all the different backgrounds. You see similarities awesome. and differences. Yeah. Yeah. That, you guys will be part of episode two hundred. Whenever the fuck that happens, you'll be Excellent. collaged out. So cool. You don't have to answer them too crazy long, but like answer naturally, whatever you, you know what I mean? Whatever hits your, you know. We answer individually, like uh, back and forth, or how do you want to do it? To you guys. Yeah. How about back and forth? Yeah, you both do it. Enzo first. Damn. Why do you wake up and do what you do every day instead of any other thing that you could do? 
love of my kids and my family. Short and sweet. Fair. Yeah, it, it can be. It's funny because the question, sometimes it's like literally two words. And then sometimes it's like a, like a, a, like a paragraph or something like that. But like that definitely happens. Sometimes it's very simple. Like this is what's up. So it is. I quit work for them. <laughs> Mind you, that was a little bit of good on my side. It was good for me too. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's start with that. Cool. Well, for me, it's because I'm learning uh, finally at 50 and I'm trying every day to learn what it's like to live as if it's the last day of my life. Mm. That hits, man. It's legit, right? It's truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would be along the way, like say you could tell five years ago you or 10 years ago you a thing, like maybe you learn for it, you know, you learn from the mistake. So like, you're still glad that you had it, but what would you be like, if I could give this lesson to that person and they actually like sucked that lesson in and, and took it without experiencing it, what's like the shittiest thing you've done along the way or the thing that you tell five years ago or 10 years ago, you like, don't do this thing. That sucked. Can I go again? Yeah, do it. Have your kids earlier. Cause when you're older, you don't have the fucking patience. <laughs> oh shit. I am on that train of late kids, man. Absolutely. <laughs> He's laughing, but he yeah, 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 I know. I totally get it. I totally I'm get gonna it. Be that. I'm going to be that guy. I know that. I'm planning to. Be that guy. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. My answer to that is, is really straight up. It's if I had something to say to my older self, right? I would say, nobody gives a fuck. So stop trying to please everybody. Stop mm. now. Nobody gives a fuck. 100%. That's true. They don't. They don't think the things that we think in our heads, right? They're just like living their life and they're like, whatever, do you, whatever. Cool. You're good. You know? <laughs> Flip side, what's the best thing you've ever idea, like best idea you've ever had? Best thing you've ever done? You waiting for me? Yeah, sure, man. You go well, first. I, I did the first You want me to go first? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's my turn. All right. Yes. Best thing, the best thing I've ever done was write a new song because every song has to be the next best thing. You're only as good as the next thing that you do. Yes. It'll what have you done morals. for me lately? It's right? the fucking next new song, the next crazy idea. That's the best thing I've ever done because it's not like... It's never the best. There's always something better coming up. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. See, I have to like weigh the, 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 the whole creative side of me and then the whole family side of me. It's like, hmm, what's the best thing I ever did? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. You're not like crucified if you're like, you say something <laughs> about creative, like know this oh, like, no, Enzo's because... family. It's not like, like, what's the best thing I've ever done? But like, well, Probably like my Gibson guitar. I love that thing. And they're like, what about us, dude? We're like a fucking thing. Is that fine? You know, it's no, no, I mean, nothing like that. But like, there's a lot of things I'm proud of. But one of the things that, that sticks in my mind, and you can go find it somewhere buried on my Facebook page, is my lightsaber battle with my, my youngest. That's fucking gold. That's, man. I love right? that when he was, what, eight years old? We did that outside Goals. at night. Yeah. Goals. That's, that's, that, that was fun. That was yeah. like. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah, boy. <laughs> That's amazing. I dude, if I watch any Star Wars movie at any point, I immediately want to fight someone outside with a lightsaber. <laughs> like someone walking a dog or like my neighbor or something. I'm like, I there want to like have two so I can throw it to the other person and then have them magically like be aware ready, of it and then catch it immediately and then we go into battle. I want to do it right away every time I watch one of those movies. <laughs> I mean, we had I haven't I haven't because he was, he was, you know, he's a little kid. He didn't have a, a real one. We had these knockoffs, but I think we had like six of them. We busted. It all gets all the job done, man. Everything's you know? busted. There's nothing That's left. Awesome. And awesome. I have an original Luke Skywalker from the, the, you know, like this mass. Damn. Shit. 
Damn. Oh, my God. You're breaking my nerd heart. My nerd heart is blowing up inside. Wow. Oh, no, it's upstairs. Okay, anyway, next. (laughs) Okay, what would be, like, not your super... Not, like, your superpower, like, as if you could get, like, invisibility or something like that, but, like, what's your... What would you say your superpower is as a person? Or what would others hmm. say is your superpower? Wow, man. Hmm. They're not easy questions, man. This For is a me, real quiz. I think my my greatest superpower, and it's putting out fires. Fair. That's a great superpower to have. People need that hard. That's what I think I'm best at. Is- <laughs> your superpower is not dying, man. <laughs> Good God. It survive. Like I guess I the episode of Tebow Vision. Like, yeah. yeah, it was a great episode, except for one of my guests actually died, and that was <laughs> fucked. No, no, I got another 48 years to go. Don't worry. There you go. You're All good. right, I'll take it. My superpower, unfortunately, is is not the one that I'm proud of. It's it's the one that's uh, helped me survive, but I, I I hate it. I hate it. It's being a chameleon, fitting in where I don't belong. It's it's mm. like uh, the thing that I'm best at, and I, I fucking hate it. And I'm striving to fucking not use my superpower as much as possible. Mm. Yeah, well, it's it it's my be, my opinion of my superpower. It's, I, uh, don't, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. It can be really but helpful to have that. I man. don't think it's, you know, yeah. well, it's, it's like balance, man. You can't have just, you know, you got to yeah. have a bit of both. The world is not black and white. It's gray, man. Come on. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. What would be a resource that you'd recommend to the audience? It could be. Uh, book Whoa. could be a podcast. Gary Vaynerchuk, video. go fucking <laughs> absorb everything that Gary Vaynerchuk has to say. One hundred percent. Gary V, always listen to Gary V. Yeah, doesn't matter when or wh- or how, if it's old, new, or fucking, he's the one that always wants to give the most. Go listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, I love that guy. Change your life. Change your life. Yeah, have you read his books, the Crush It books? No, no, I haven't. And I, uh, big fan. I, I just I think that when I when I figured out my content creation routine a little bit better and I have that little a little bit of extra, bit of extra time, time to listen to your fucking podcast, to go and absorb the fucking content that I don't have time to, you know, to, to read books and shit. That's what I'm gonna do for sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, listen to Gary Vee. That's the fucking bomb right there. So every morning I read 10 pages of a book. So that, that way it just like it's so slow, dude. It takes me so long to get through a book, but like right. I'm I'm absorbing it slowly. <laughs> good on you, man. That's fucking great. <laughs> I get through it slowly. You know, nice. That's a good fucking routine, bro. What's what's yours? That's something I miss. I used to be a voracious reader, and it's something that I I don't do anymore. I would literally like crack a six hundred page novel yeah. in like a night. I so I, I, I just didn't. Do that. Yeah. I I totally killed that in me, and then like. I'd say the past like year and a half or something. This is new for me. I like got into reading again. My wife did that to me. Right on. That's cool. I, that's, I, I miss it. I don't have the time or the actual like freaking energy to sit there and read it. Cause I'll just like, you know, <laughs> pass out yeah. with the book, you know? Yeah. But What's a resource from you, Enzo? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, resource you'd recommend? The Tibetan book of the dead. No. Uh, Damn. <laughs> Dude. Dark. Good. Is that a real thing? Is that yes. a real book? Okay. Oh. I have a copy of it somewhere. I'll put that in the show notes. Place, uh, <laughs> Jesus, a resource. Fuck. These days, the only thing I go to look at is Rick Beato on YouTube. How's that as a resource? What is it? He's awesome. Rick Beato. Okay. 100%. Cool. Very B-E-A-T-O. cool. He's a producer. He's a producer. Yeah. He's a guitarist. He's everything. And he's awesome. He's a huge YouTuber. And 
he's got such a cool, I mean, he knows his shit, like production and, and music and all that, but he's just got a very cool outlook. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. So yeah, for, that for anybody who's trying to record or produce. And the stories, the fucking stories, because he's, yeah, he's played with everybody. He knows everybody, <laughs> but he's not full of himself. He's just real. And he fucking tells it like it is. And he's so easy to absorb. His master classes are just like talking with a friend. It's not a fucking you know, like, oh my god, I got to fucking you, remember yeah, this shit. man. It, it, YouTube is a fucking resource. Yeah, I mean, on night, you know what I do these days? I just watch documentaries on black holes. <laughs> that sounds. Don't ask. Awesome. That's. I don't know why, but I'm. That like, sounds like I'm a getting, date night for me, dude. Right? Right? No, I'm down, dude. You know, I want to know everything. You know, there's stellar That's black awesome. holes. There's intermediate black holes, and then there's the supermassive black holes that live at the center of every galaxy that are like 66 billion times the solar mass of our sun. And it's oh like, my God. And I'm sitting there and I'm like 13 years old again. Wow, this is cool shit. Oh, we don't And then matter. I fall asleep. Oh God. So. <laughs> hmm, the 11 p.m. song. <laughs> there you go. Black hole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love it. Last, yeah, last is the very easiest, guys. And that's just where do people keep up with you guys? Paul, your list right. is bigger. I was going to say, if this was at, at like a couple of weeks later, you would have a destination secured yes. for Enzo. Eventually, hopefully, I will have a website that you everything will. will be there. It's, yeah. it's going to oh, happen. Cool. It, you, can, you can message it to me and I'll update my show notes page. We'll, we'll That's cool. There. Thank but you for that. For now, yeah. for now, I would say that the easiest place to go is tebovision.com. The reason being that everything's in there. It's the fucking mixed salad. If you want to know about the podcast or the vodcast, there's a link. If you want to know about the music that I'm doing, there's a link. If you want to know more about Enzo's socials and where to get them on Instagram, there's a link. All of it's there. And as you know, because you went to check it out, there's a little fucking snapshot of all the other crap that I've done, the things that I'm into, video games and fitness and cooking, whatever. But yeah. the, the, the main page has all of the key links for all the socials and everything. So one-stop shop, tbovision.com. It'll get you where you need to go. Word. Dave, you're awesome. You fucking rock, Dave. You rock, man. Thank you guys for being on my podcast after having me on your podcast. This is why, like, like a lot of there's a lot of episodes that I have where this happens, where I'm on someone and then I invite them on mine, or I have them on mine and then they invite me on on theirs or something. And it's like there's just not enough time in an hour to like figure people <laughs> out yeah. when it's, when it's weighted in any way. And there, and it's, it's interesting, man. Like there's so much interesting stories to share, you know? Well, we're humbled and honored, man. Cause you're a fucking great dude. We get along with you so much and much respect. Yeah, for I'm telling you, doing. we're not blowing smoke. We are going to make that drive one day. Yeah. Yeah. Or vice versa. I've totally. never been to Montreal and my wife has. So I know that that like, I, I will be there at some point. I will let you know. We don't have a fucking cool what. recording compound to invite yeah. you to though. I don't like, either. Fucking different. Well, you, will. Crickets. you will. <laughs> Fuck you will. We'll fucking come and pound down. crickets with yeah, you, man. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring the hammer. No problem. My, my cat eats the shit out of them, dude. It is terrifying. <laughs> it is unbelievable. That cat will eat, like, has eaten, like, at least 100 crickets in the That's past, awesome. like, month. It's amazing. Too fucking cool. It's really incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah it is Like brutal. I was saying, drums, guitar, bass, and vocals. Fuck, we could record an album in a week. Come on. I love that. I'll just, I'll just do Deprance. I'll just fucking go to the store and get you guys fucking whatever you want, man. You just name your liquor, and I'll bring the poison. It'll be fun. You guys can just have some fun. And you're the engineers. I'm just the fucking hack that, you know, pretends. Jesus. But I got to say, honestly, Dave, it's such an honor to be on your show. But yeah. also, like, I got to I also say that we're, we're, we're 
stalking you for the rest of your life please the foreseeable future because our live stream that we do and this one thing i'll just do a quick shout out selfishly is that every friday night enzo and i go live on twitch because we do a show called t-bar and it's just a, a lot of fun for us because we get a chance to stalk all of our friends guys like you who've been on the show and we call it we're stalking for the cause of good all of our friends and other heroes because that's exactly what it is we think of you guys as heroes we wouldn't invite people on the show unless we wanted to be friends with you. And so mm. like, you're kind of stuck with us. So any, Good. whatever in, release or announcement that you've got coming up, guaranteed, we're going to be it fucking drinking some scotch, yep. watching your Instagram, watching <laughs> your YouTube and talking about it whenever that shit happens live on Twitch. And it's on YouTube and Facebook as well. So we'll be streaming that every single week. You got fucking stuff, man. We're going to be talking about you, bro. Your Damn, ears will dude. be burning for years to come. And I will, I will be on one of those Twitch feeds at least. But what's been happening is my YouTube videos launch every other Friday. So there's Fridays in between, definitely, that are chiller Fridays. Right. But the every other Friday, like I'm good on this podcast. Like I'm seven or eight episodes ahead. Like I'm good about mm. being on this. The YouTube channel was like one of those things where I introduced that like a year ago or not even. And like, I am, do not have my shit together on that. I'm like, dude, I'm like rolling right up. It's Friday. I'm all of a sudden, I'm all the way, I'm way like into the night and like my life is a nightmare and I'm trying to get that in control. But I will be on one or more of your Twitch things at some point. I just need to it's get not my about life controlled on not about that. I just need you to know that we'll be talking about you yeah, yeah. to whoever's listening because we come by genuinely. We fucking respect you, man. You're you're uh, you're on our radar for life. Sorry, I got you. Not Back sorry. At you. Back <laughs> at you. Yeah.